Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Welcome back to Java Chat, everybody. What was that lounge lizard? Oh, my goodness. Welcome back to Java Chat, everybody. Coffee with Mike. <laughs> and I, I get the, <laughs> the privilege of hanging out with this gorgeous beauty today. Uh, we have with us Sarah Dupre. Sarah, thank you for joining us here on Java Chat. Well, thank you for having me, Mike. Awesome, awesome. Sarah, from what I understand, is an entrepreneur. I am, yes. And and has already has a business, and we'll be talking about the new business that's coming up real soon, which I'm actually really excited about because it's in tech, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, anybody that knows me knows I like to hear about the latest in, in technologies. And we were pre-show, we were actually talking about the difference between Web 2.0 and 3.0, and just uh What's, what is it like Bill and Ted when they were back in the when they were back rifting? They were just rifting in the background. They're just yeah. yeah. Out. I think we were kind of doing that too. We were kind of nerding out a little bit. Yeah. But you know, I dig it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was great chat. It was it was awesome. Um, wish you could have heard it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Sarah, with with regards to what you do now, um, give us some give us some background. Where are you from? How'd you get to today? What are you doing today? Well, I am in sunny Southern California, and I am a brand, yes, it is beautiful. Um, I am a brand and commercial photographer, and, um, you know, I started in the advertising industry 17 years ago. Um, I I graduated from Cal State Fullerton as an advertising major, major, went to the corporate world of, you know, big agencies. I mean, Saatchi and Saatchi, I was trained in the the companies. I know them. Yeah, that do Toyota and Honda. And I I trained in all those companies and I worked in Saatchi and Saatchi. And then I went to Yamaha and I worked with them. I worked in big corporations to start with, right? And I had this dream that I was going to be a creative. I was going to be the ones that got the that got the Addies and the Clios, and I was going to make these big billboard ads, and that's what I was going to do, you know. And I was going to be the art director. And it turns out I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> like really, truly not good. I mean, I went to all these like big workshops and stuff. And I was like, I am heads and tails above the people that are coming in here. I have a degree, you know, I know what I'm doing. And I went in there and it started out like, yeah, I've already been through these classes. I know this stuff. And I started out, you know, above. And then as it went through and like the natural talent kind of kicked in, everybody just passed me up. I'm like, I'm like, I've got this great ad. Wait till you see it. They're like, Mm-mm, nope, that sucks. I'm like, dang it all. I'm really missing the mark here somehow. So advertising was not the world for me, but I did, you know, I held on to it for a while and I was a graphic designer and, you know, we were talking a lot about like the birth of, um, you know, Facebook and yep. I started as a graphic designer um, for a magazine that did rental companies because, you know, you're not I started, you know, I started in graphic design, which wasn't my field. So I started right. kind of down lower right. and, um, I was, it was for rental companies and they had me running their, um, their marketing on MySpace. So I am a dinosaur. Where? <laughs> what was that? I'm, uh, yeah. My, MySpace. Yeah. Your, yeah. Your space. I've never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, cause they understood like back then companies understood, you know, social media is a thing and we have to monetize this somehow. And as, as you were talking about, you know, they came in, they took over, they monetized. And, and I think that is a trend that's happening throughout all the social media platforms. You know, these new fancy, shiny things will show up. People will use it the way it's intended. Businesses will come in and go, I can make money on this. And then they kind of ruin it, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've been in the business of ruining social media <laughs> i never thought of it that way but yeah i could see that <laughs> but but i am i i am in the i'm in the business of helping people embrace social media for what it is right so that we don't come in and ruin it because i think that that's what's happening is that you know people will come in they'll go i'm a business i'm going to go in and i'm going to use social media to market my business and they use it like a um 
like an ad that you would put in a Mac and like a, in a newspaper, right? Yeah. You know, like a classics. Uh, they're still in the old school of thinking. They have a yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like they're, they're trying to just place an ad in a newspaper and that's how they're using social media now. And um, that's not right. It's not going to work. You know, it's just, it's wasted time and effort at that point. Yeah. So I help people understand how to <laughs> utilize social media. Can I pause for a second? My sure. dog is going to sit there and scratch at the door until I let him out. <laughs> All good. We'll so, I didn't want that to get in your recording. Like, <laughs> oh, we can, we can. It's all good. And, and we'll get back. Back in three, two. So I think what a lot of people do is they kind of flip the way that they should be using social media, right? Um, you have to look at it like an 80-20 rule. And I think that a lot of people will go 80% on the, the marketing, the sales on, on their page, right? And you have to flip it and make that the 20% and the 80% has to be real value. Otherwise you are just kind of gunking up these social media platforms, right? You really are. I yeah. Mean, it's not it's not worth it at that point, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I think most, unfortunately, most marketing agencies um, have also forgotten that push marketing is not what social was. And when, when, you know, when they finally figured out how to pull people with marketing mm -hmm. rather than shoving it in their face, mm -hmm. it was probably one of the shortest lived cycles I've seen in marketing trends. And I was mm -hmm. kind of surprised because it's like, the idea is to entice someone's emotions, one with your copy, two with your, with your creative. Absolutely. Yeah. To pull them over to you mm -hmm. and get them to take a look. The, yeah. the rest of the push comes afterwards. You you want to, no matter how you look at it, at the end of the day, a, a buy is off an emotion. A, a purchase is not off of a logical decision for about 99% of it. Absolutely, yeah. It's still, it's still, do I really like this? Do I really know this? Do I really feel this? Some of it I see, a lot of it I'm not. And mm -hmm. I, I, I completely agree. They need to be a little more, they need to be a little more aware of how they're, either their agency or their internal team is really producing content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people who are out here trying to do it for themselves, they're kind of lost, you know, they understand, oh, yeah. you know, Hey, I, I understand that there's this platform out here and that a lot of businesses are making a lot of money utilizing this platform, but I don't understand how to do it for myself. So they're just out there, like I said, using it like, um, like an ad that you would put in a, in a newspaper because they understand, you know, it's here, I need to market here. And this is the marketing that I know. You know, and it's, it's a different, it is marketing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but when you're out there giving value to people, that's marketing, you know, you're, you're positioning yourself, like you said, as somebody that, that they can trust, you know, it's social media is a different kind of marketing. It's not about the, it's not about recognition. It's not about having your name out there all the time and having, it is, you know, yeah, you want to pop up, but if you. If you have your name out there in the wrong way, it's just going to come off as annoying and they're just going to scroll right past you. Whereas if you put your name out there and you position yourself as somebody that's, that's entertaining and educational, people are going to sit there and they're going to, they're going to want to interact with you. They're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to, you know, go to your business and see what else you have because they, they trust you now. Right. That's and wrapping exactly. your brain around that is kind of hard for businesses that don't you know, come into it. Just. <clears throat> From, from a background of, I know marketing, I know that this thing is here and uh, like, what do I do with it? I guess I'll just throw some stuff over there and see what happens, right? <laughs> Half the time, when I talk to businesses and I listen to how they believe their, their market will react to something, mm -hmm. you can see the naivety that they have when it comes to actually getting their brand out, <clears throat> most of them have no brand strategy at all. Mm -hmm. They believe that putting out an ad will get them all the traffic they need. And while in some cases that may be true, the budget that they will, will need using that approach versus um, <clears throat> what you just shared, which mm -hmm. is putting out things that are enter entertaining and educational, well, the, the difference in budgets that they'll need is it's quite quite large yeah uh, it, it's the difference between putting out a, a budget of 1k versus having to put out a budget of about five to get almost the same results just depends on the on the industry of course but yeah that, that's about the range that i've seen so far yeah absolutely. as a business owner if you're an entrepreneur <clears throat> talking to or at least 
And please don't go asking to pick someone's brain. Like that's another one I really respect. <laughs> go follow the ones that are putting out the content. There's mm -hmm. a lot of good people out there putting out free content that will tell you this is social media is an element of marketing. Mm -hmm. It's a platform by which to deliver a message, to deliver content, to deliver your brand. Mm -hmm. It's not. That's why it's called social media marketing. It's not marketing in, in full. There, there, mm -hmm. there's still other things you should probably consider. Social media is a great way to get a message out. Social media mm -hmm. is a great way to attract people to become the old ranting, raving fans. Is mm -hmm. a thing. There's it's, social media is a great way to be able to educate people uh, on the front end before you ever invite them to become a client. It's not everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's a piece. It's a small piece of that marketing puzzle. And I love how you were talking about that push and that pull. You can feel it. You know, you can oh, yeah. feel the energy that you put out oh, yeah. in something, in a piece of content that you create, a push versus a pull. I really love that. Like, um, and I think that a lot of times there's already pushing that's happening in your marketing. There's already advertising that's happening out there, whether it's word of mouth or, you know, um, Google ads or whatever it might be, that's already in place. Your job on social media is to have a landing page where they're going to come by because nowadays, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know with a thousand percent certainty, if there's somebody that I don't know and I'm thinking about working with them, the first place I'm going to go is Instagram. I'm going to go. I'm going to go look at his Instagram. I'm going to go see, do I like this person? Do I trust him? Do I feel like he has the same values and beliefs that I do? And it's a lot to ask of somebody you know, like to, to align with all those things, but there are a lot of businesses out there. And I mean, you know, if, if this person doesn't feel right for me, I know there's another one out there that's going to. And the, as the entrepreneur too, you have to understand that people are feeling that way and that you can't market to all the people. The more you can embrace your brand and embrace who you are and what makes you different, the more those right people are going to feel that, that pull, Right that, that feeling like, yes, like I feel strongly pulled towards this company because I align with all the things, you know, all the things that they're talking about. Yeah. They, a lot of, because there are a lot of entrepreneurs and smaller business people that, that do hear these, um, guys, Facebook has over 5 billion and just in our country alone, we got 330 million people now that they're not all on Facebook. Um, but a good majority of them are honestly, if you're a small business, you really think you're going to get even a quarter of that to follow you. Sometimes I think the perception of what goals need to be as far as a, a business when they're out marketing and what they're trying to do, they forget that and they try to do a shotgun. I'm still seeing it, which I, I'm, this is why I'm bringing it up. They're still using a shotgun approach to see what they can hit mm. versus, versus getting the right brand strategy, the right targeting strategy. And, and just getting laser focused on a niche that they can actually serve that makes sense. Yeah. So much more success has been found doing that and then putting out content that's specifically around that particular point or trend or whatever it is that they're trying to serve versus, hey, we got this, you know, and, and, it, and this, this could be great for anybody. I ever hear an ad like that, I immediately click it off. Yeah. Because what that tells me is, you haven't really figured out where you fit. Mm -hmm. You haven't done all of your market research. You haven't done all of your testing. You haven't done all of your survey. You really need to know who you're going to be talking to before you do all of this stuff. Absolutely. Like yeah. money instead of investing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of people get stuck too on what they think social media success is. And a lot oh, of times. Oh yeah, that's daily. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of times the number one thing I hear when I go, you know, what are your, what are your goals for your social media? That's one of the very first questions I ask when I bring on a new client, the number one thing they say first and foremost is I want to gain followers. It's like, okay, why, why though? Like if you're using social media to, to make money, if that's what you're here for as a business, if you're using it to make money, are you, are you getting followers because you feel like that's going to make you money? Like, because if you serve the, the audience you have in the best way possible, that following is going to happen naturally, maybe not at like breakneck speeds, you know, but it's going to happen naturally with the right people who are then going to, if they're not the right, like they're, if they're not your clients, they will talk to people who are your clients and they are going to say all the things about you, you know? all the things it's kind of interesting okay. you bring that up because um, i know i know a couple guys that are high-end coaches and they do things uh, where they are able to pull together a small group 
Um, I think uh, Kim Nations was one of them. I, I noticed that he did one where he had a room only of about, I want to say 50 or 60 people. Don't quote me on that. Um, but out of that 50 or 60, he was able to pull out a good six-figure income. 50 to 60 people that went through a process, a vetting process, and ended up in a room with him. And he gave them value on top of value. Mm -hmm. They didn't need what he was offering. I mean, that's how he is. He's one of those guys that will just dump and say, take notes, keep notes, ask questions. You have me for this many days. Don't mm -hmm. screw around. And then if you need more, I got something for you. Yep. And, and this is, this is the, that's for any small business. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm really stretching when I say this one, but even as a pizza parlor, you could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You've only got a mile around you. How many people are in that mile? Mm -hmm. you got a pizza that's got a story or you've got a story or there's just a beautiful way to present you know i mean i'm not a cheese pizza guy but if you do it right i'd probably buy a slice yeah i mean yeah. it's really how you present your brand and your product and, and and make it look enticing which is something that obviously you're very good at because you're you're in the photography realm and yeah i'll talk about that a little bit here in a second guys we're going to take a short 30 second break and when we come back uh, we'll get into more of what Sarah does. This is, uh, we're, we're still vibing here. As you guys can tell, we're having fun. So we're going to continue that vibe when we come back. We'll be back. In Everybody back here at Java Chat, Coffee with Mike, hanging out with Sarah Prey. And been a lot of vibing going on, even on the break. Um, we just, just love talking about stuff, marketing, life. Um, we were, we were, you were sharing earlier. Wow. You know, I would have thought after the first cup of coffee, my mouth could start working. I guess it's, I, I must need a second cup. Um, <clears throat> you were discussing a little bit after when you, when you figured out an advertising kind of really wasn't your bag. Um, what was that? 70s. Shit. Um, wasn't really your, your, your thing to do. Um, what, what moved you? What, where did, how did all of that motivate into photography and social media stuff? Oh, I'm going to get some hate for this one. Uh, <laughs> I did, I, I probably not actually, there'll probably be a lot more love than hate on this one, but, um, I did not go to art school. I did not get the degree in, in photography and that, you know, imposter syndrome kind of held me back for a long, long time because I was amongst a lot of these mommy bloggers that, you know, just became the moms with the camera. Right. I was in that, I was in that group, you know, I got the, I got the baby. And then I got the photo, I got the, I got the camera and, you know, I'm like, I'm a photographer now. <laughs> but I mean, that was 13 years ago at this point. Right. right. So, um, but it, it's funny how things work out. Right. Um, after my, with my first son, I was doing a lot of portraits just, you know, of my, of my son. Sometimes people would ask me to come and take family pictures for him and um, just never stopped learning. And, you know, it really, Helped me to realize that, you know, in, we were talking a lot about in advertising, you know, I have my degree in advertising. What I learned with that degree is null and void at this point. I mean, it's just, you know, when I was in, when I was getting my degree, advertising was like, oh, here's this, here's this, you know, um, internet that we know little about. We know that this is where marketing is going, but we don't know what to do with it yet. So, you know, what I learned was mostly about print and commercials, like on TV. So here I am in this world of, of social media that, you know, I kind of got stepped into slowly as my career developed. And I threw myself into photography. Um, so none of the things, none of the things I got degrees in. And, um, you find that if you have a passion for learning, it doesn't matter where that learning comes from, yeah. like really and truly. So stepping away from that imposter syndrome and realizing that, you know, I have just as much experience as somebody that went to art school. I have just as much knowledge as they do because I got obsessed. I obsessively learned everything I could possibly learn. And what really helped me was um, I started um, going and be, I became a wedding photographer. I just went for it. You oh know? yeah, you went, you went all in. Goodness. Yeah, I went all in on that one. Yeah. And who I partnered with as a wedding photographer was um, my, still my business partner today with an app that we're developing. Um, she's She has been in the industry for forever and she did go to the art school and she gave me that sort of confidence to realize that what I was doing was was real. It was art. It was, 
It was, you know, professional. And it was really hard for me to call myself a professional for a very long time. And having her step in and give me that confidence and give me that guidance along the way too. Because when you're a wedding photographer, people don't realize that you're not just a wedding photographer. You are there shooting for the bride and groom first and foremost, obviously, but you're also there shooting for blogs. You're there shooting for your marketing. You're there shooting with so many, you're wearing so many different hats on that day and you're learning all the different kinds of photography in one day. You're learning product photography because you want to market to the people who were the caterers and the, you know, the the, the wedding, the wedding venue itself. And yeah, all the, that. the yeah, wedding venue, the, yeah, exactly. The, like every vendor that's at this event, you want to take pictures for them while you're taking pictures for the bride and groom, because after the event, you then have to reach out to them and say, Hey, it was amazing working at such and such an event so that now you're on their vendor list. And that's like, so you're taking product photography, you're taking portraits, you're taking um, journalism, you know? Yep. I mean, you're yep. doing all these different sorts of photography all in one, right? I don't think people really understand that. I have a couple of other friends that are also photographers and, and I've had this exact conversation with them, like, man, what do you do? And Everything. same stuff comes out and the same, the same premise of everything. You really are the consummate entrepreneur and, and journalist and photographer. You're a professional and a business owner at the same time because you have to consider who could be possibly either my next referral, mm -hmm. uh, 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 referral base, referral resource, uh, mm -hmm. and and what am I going to do for my clients? So you're 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 kind of dual minded in everything that you do, no matter how you do it or where you do it. Yeah, and absolutely. so so it, which is just kind of like a props to any photographers, uh, my buddies included, if you if you guys listen to this, that you're doing a lot more than most people realize mm -hmm. and this is why i'm glad you're bringing this up because professional photographers are seriously underappreciated in my opinion well thank you very much well <laughs> that and five bucks gets you starbucks but <laughs> you know, now six bucks anyway um the 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 idea of being able to hire a professional that has to do so many things they are solopreneurs mm -hmm. they don't have the choice of having you know somebody follow up and do a sale they don't have the choice of somebody always having the choice of somebody else doing the editing you know mm -hmm. a lot of times they got to do it themselves mm -hmm. my buddies they're all really good in adobe creative suite and i look at them i'm like bro you do things in photoshop i look at it and i'm like i don't understand why you did that mm -hmm. then they pull the picture out and i'm like yeah i, st I still don't get it <clears throat> when it gets to the client they're like oh my god it's perfect i'm like yeah okay hey if it gets you the deal and it gets you the job it gets you the pay mm -hmm. Okay, so change that black to charcoal gray, whatever, mm -hmm. dude. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate the fact that you know your craft that well. Yeah. And obviously, you said you got obsessed, which means you know your craft that well. I do, so, yeah. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, right, you have to put on that entrepreneur hat as well. Oh, yeah. So you have to ask yourself, where am I passionate now? You know, like as you're moving through it, and it's like, my passion didn't lie in the editing. I can do it. I have the knowledge. I know exactly what I want. But it's extraordinarily time consuming. And, you know, how much is your time worth? You know, which is, I think, another thing that a lot of people, you know, you were saying earlier that social media, the, the investment is, you know, $1,000 worth of, worth of versus the $5,000. But your investment is not just that monetary investment. It's time. It oh, is yeah. so incredibly time consuming. And as an entrepreneur, your billable time is, you know, X amount because you have so much on the back end that you can't bill for, you know, and deciding how much that hourly time is worth. And, you know, I am wasting this amount of time on my editing when I could be utilizing it here in billable hours, right? Yeah. So sending it off to editing was a really important choice for me in order to move my business forward. Absolutely. It was, it was a big deal with us too, when it came to, when I worked with uh, corporate rainmakers, mm -hmm. um, that it's nice to be able to do some of the work, but at the same time, how much of that work is actual billable hours? Because mm -hmm. if we're not billing, we're not making any money. No. Nope. And, and there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of busy work that does have to be done. Like you said, mm -hmm. the editing in the background that does have to get done. You know, mm -hmm. want to make it look really good and get referrals. Yeah. Um, but if you're if you're only focused on that, and 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 again, your heart wasn't there. So my heart wasn't in trying to figure out the billable hours things either my mine's was how do we how do we make your business grow how do we get more people in the door 
that was my passion too. So I think anybody that's an entrepreneur listening to this probably just got that whole thing. Anybody who's not understand that this is, this is one of the great, um, one of the great questions of the day. Am I really living my passion? And is it serving others, not just me? Mm-hmm. Because if you got those two, it goes back to the old Zig Ziglar. Help everybody else get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's well, it's a it's 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 a worthwhile thing to to remember. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you know, following your passion and figuring out, you know, what you do love in life and following what makes you, what brings you joy, as opposed to, you know, where are you feeling that resistance, right? Like um, if you're feeling resistance because you um, don't want to clean the house, you know, but hey, you have to. Um, I'm looking because that's my, that's I'm in my house right now. And let me tell you, like, that's, that's a struggle I have every day. Um, you know, you have, but you don't, right. Yeah. But you don't, I mean, you, it's got to be clean. You can't, you know, have roaches <laughs> infest, you, infest your house. That's not an option, you know? So what brings you joy? What could either bring joy to that daily task? Or, you know, if it's just really a, you know, lost cause, how can you find a way to delegate that, right? That's, that's a super awesome point. And I want to, I want to add on to that by saying, guys, doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, professional, executive, what she just said goes for anybody. Mm-hmm. If your heart and passion are not what's getting you up in the morning to go do what you do at whatever level that you're at, you might want to take a little reevaluation and see if you're in the right spot. I mean, mm-hmm. humankind's meant to thrive in its passions and everybody's unique. So I, I honestly, that. If everybody did it right now, there'd be utter chaos. But if we had started that way before everybody started getting educated and put into positions versus following their passion and being educated on their passion, mm-hmm. things might be a little different right mm-hmm. now. Um, and it's not too late. You know, as, a, as, a, as an encouragement, I mean, you stepped out of advertising and went into a completely different realm than what you even have a degree for. You're doing wonderful. You, know, you have a you have a business it's moving absolutely you get to do the thing that you love mm-hmm. you know you wake up in the morning and you get to say i get to go take pictures of you know whatever today mm-hmm. and then you have a, a business partner who's an excellent editor who's been also a, a kind of a, a, a mentor reverse mentor however you want to call it. i don't know if she's older or younger than you um you get to do something good and mm-hmm. you get to serve others in a, in a capacity that you enjoy that's really cool. It's funny because it really, this experience has taught me the, I don't want to like, ugh. I have learned that the school system is kind of broken, you know, like the way that we do things is not necessarily the best way that we learn things. And um, real life experience has taught me far more than four years of college. One year working with uh, my partner, Aaron. Um, one year working with her taught me far more than four years of school ever did. You know, you know, you know what's really interesting in that in that statement alone, <clears throat> when because when, I've always said, um, and most people don't know this, but they're, they're learning about me as we go along. I respect colleges for what they are. I don't necessarily expect uh, respect their their curriculum because they're usually behind. Um, as an example, one of my buddies went to Oxford, got himself an LLM and an MBA um, in marketing, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I talked with him about it and I said, well, I've been thinking about going back for digital marketing as well. He goes, don't. Mm-hmm. I said, why? He goes, because you know what I do. I'm like, yes, you're a very good lead generation, lead generator, farmer, you do tons of email marketing, you, you know, six, seven figures a year, easy. He's like, yeah, I was teaching the class. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It was my conversations with the professor. The professor usually ended up referring to me on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He says, and you know what I know, Mike. Don't go. So I'm like, oh, so basically you're telling me I have to find some other degree to go after if I go to college. Well, and here's the thing. Like if you're, if you're investing time, money, whatever it might be, right? Um, where are you going to get a bigger return on investment? If you're willing to invest that money in college, why not invest it in a mentor, you know? 
Like yeah. you're willing to that put was... thousands of dollars towards college, put that towards a mentor. You're going to get more out of it. All you're missing is the accolades of a degree. And like, really, if you're going down the path of entrepreneurship, especially it's not going to do anything for you. Like nobody's going to go, let me see your, your degree. Let me see this. Like, you know, like, no, they're going to ask your past clients. They're going to see your work. They're going to, it's going to, it's different checks and balances, right? Like there's Absolutely. different, there's different ways to show and prove that you're a professional in the real world, you know? It's a so, lot more believable too. Um, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. I remember uh, someone asked Gary, uh, Gary V and, and, it, and it's on his content that he puts online. Someone asked him, um, what do you think about college? And he says, are you paying for it? And she said, absolutely. He, he, looks at the, he looks at her son and goes, bro, take your four-year vacation. And he gets misunderstood when he says that a lot of times. And, it, and it's because, it wasn't because of the fact that he was a bad student and doesn't think that the education system, because he believes it's broken too, uh, doesn't believe the education system is doing it right. But the same thing that you said, the experience and the things that, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, a degree was an ROI. Mm -hmm. Colleges have gotten so expensive now that kids are just going into debt for a piece of paper and then coming out of college and not even using that to get a job because mm -hmm. there's no job where their degree is mm -hmm. or the jobs that they can get. There's no way they'll get their money back. Doctors are finding it even harder. Lawyers are finding it harder to pay off all their school debt. I, I know of one attorney um, here that mentioned, and this was a few years back, that mentioned that he still had school debt and he'd been in practice for about six years already. And I'm like, seriously, dude? Well, I mean, imagine you're going out and you're competing for that job, right? And your only piece that holds you different from others is, you know, you, I guess, yeah. like yeah. Really just there. Imagine again that you're entering the professional world for the first time. And instead of presenting somebody with a piece of paper, you have your mentor next to you going, this person's gold, you need to hire them. I mean, what's going to work better? You know, like, where is your money going to work? And that's not to say that like college isn't for everybody. That might be the right path for you. I have two kids and I homeschool one and the other one goes to school like full time because they're two different people and it's what serves them best, you know? So, I mean, you have to look at the individual and decide, you know, what is going to be the best path for you, you know? It, it's, it's always going to come down to what is it that... <laughs> And use the word, what is it that you vibe with best? Yeah. Is it learning and then applying that learning to a, a trade or a, or a profession? Or is it going out there and just banging it? You mm -hmm. know, I, I didn't have the choice. I mean, I tried going to college as a musician, too much distractions. And, you know, I was never diagnosed with ADHD, but I swear I got it. Um, yeah, well, but what's really bad is I'm OCD and ADD, which means it has to be perfect, just not for long. Anyway, uh, the, the, the idea of being a musician and trying to focus on school was very, very difficult. And when I ended up coming out, I had to learn it the hard way. So mm -hmm. if you have, again, those listening and watching, if you have an opportunity in front of you, I just mentioned it earlier, you know, does this opportunity serve mm -hmm. where I want to go? Mm -hmm. Is it, is, can I see it as being a step or can I see it as being the end uh, to what I want to do in life? Yeah. Getting into what you're doing now, I mean, from the advertising going into photography, where was that pivot moment? What was that? What was that real like? Yeah, I'm not doing this, but that's cool. For photography, it was again the same as so many other moms. Like, I think I just kind of like the ADHD in me, um, <laughs> kind of just fly by the seat of my pants. I go, ooh, new shiny thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I went, ooh, I really like the pictures that these people are taking. And I want pictures of my kids like that. And I clearly can't have these people following my kids around all the time. So I'm going to have to make them. So, um, you know, that's what started me on photography. But as far as the photography that I do now with the commercial and brand photography, it was a marriage of all my past experience. It finally just came together, right? So it's advertising. It's, you know, it's product photography. It's lifestyle photography it's portrait photography it's everything i've done up until this point just kind of went this is what you do like it is what i do you know <laughs> and weddings again you can't 
you can't mess that up. And I never did to this day. Nothing was ever messed up. Like I, I served all of my clients well, but there was always that fear that something was going to happen. That some, like something was my, my, even though I had backup equipment and I had backup everything, I always had this fear that I was going to miss the kiss or I was going to miss, you know, um, some big moment during the day. And I mean, I had second shooters and all sorts of things in place to make sure that never happened, but it was still a fear that literally made me sick. I stopped running my own business because of it. And I just started working for other photographers because then I was like, okay, well then I don't have to worry. Maybe it's the business ownership that's doing it, but it wasn't, it was the wedding photography. I would find myself at the end of an aisle as the bride was about ready to walk down, curled up in a ball going, oh, my stomach and I can't do anything about it. I've got to be here. But in the second it was over, done. It was literally anxiety. And I, there was one day before wedding, um, I woke up in an ambulance on the day of a wedding. And yeah, um, I had a seizure. And I, I mean, at that point it was, I had weddings on the book still, but I knew at that point it was time to walk away. Um, and what's weird is that COVID hit right after that. So um, I'd already started transitioning into brand photography, but I didn't take it full time yet. And then with COVID, all the weddings canceled or moved and they weren't my clients. They were somebody else's. So I had a really candid conversation with this photographer and said, you know, I can't do this anymore. And so he just moved in as somebody else. It was a perfect transition, you know? And yeah, so the the commercial and the brand photography just feels so right. And I feel again, like I'm back in a place where I can serve people that are, you know, who, they're me, you know? And at that time when I was doing weddings, I was serving people who were me. There were people who were starting families. There were people who were, you know, starting new their new life with their partner. And that's where I was, you know, I was still pretty young in my marriage at that point. Yeah. And it was something that I really felt passionate about. So I'm not saying that I don't feel passionate about my marriage anymore. It's just that, you know, they're, they're younger now and it's a younger generation that's coming up and doing these weddings. And I don't really feel as connected to them as I did when I started that. Mm-hmm. And now here I am with the brand and the commercial photography. And I mostly help moms. I help mom entrepreneurs and I help them find time so that they can be with their families. They can run their business. They can do all the things, you know, and like, especially I think, not to be, you know, women versus men, but I think a lot of times women, we do take on all the things, you know, we want to do, we want to do the housework and raise the kids and we want to have this business and we're going to do it all. We're going to do it all. We can wear all the hats. We can do this. So I think you can too. <laughs> I'm going to help you do it because <laughs> right? I know you're not going to let them go. We're not going to let hats go. It's just not in our nature, you know? No. So any any entrepreneur, it's not in our nature. We, we have a we have a problem with asking for help a lot of times. Some people are they they find no problem in that, but when you can find somebody that can at least take one piece of the puzzle off your shoulders, that delegating absolutely. And when you delegate, I think that's a key piece of taking your business to the next level. And that's that's who I work with mostly too, is people who are ready to start delegating. So they're delegating to me a piece of their marketing, not the whole thing. But, you know, a piece, they're, they're delegating the visual portion to me. And with my, with my photo shoots, I do also offer um, prompts so that they can, they, it's very easy for them. You know, it takes time off of their plates and there are super personalized prompts that go with the picture. So here's what you're, here's what you're going to write about. Here's the picture that goes with it. Expand on that post done, you know? So again, they can get back to their family running their business and things that are billable hours, you know, because yep. the things like taking their pictures, coming up with the ideas for their marketing, that's not billable hours on their end. That's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, them off here, off trying to get more clients. Yep. And it's, it's not wasted time, but it feels like it. So a lot of times it gets ignored too. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. It does happen. Um, <clears throat> one of the, one of the cool things um, with regards to like, like brand strategy and things like that, um, that I wanted to kind of mention your, when someone delegates to you, and I don't think a lot of people realize this until they actually finally sit down and look at it, how much weight it's taken off their shoulders when they no longer have to deal with a certain element of things. Like, again, we're entrepreneurs. We don't, we got it. We're strong men. We can, 
We can walk with thousands of pounds for thousands of miles. We've done it before, we'll do it again. Somebody comes along and goes, let me take off 20 pounds. Oh, no, no, I got it, I got it. And then got 20 it, pounds yeah. goes away and then all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, that actually feels good. Um, can you take 40? You know, <laughs> the realization just like it pops in, you're just looking at it going, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> You've got pounds of rocks. We've got hats, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 guy, yeah. With guys, it's always oh, it's such a heavy weight. Uh, yeah, because you keep putting more on. Yeah, you can't can't keep doing that. And I, I've had that conversation with my business partners. Like, you need to find some help for certain things. And we yeah. agreed, and we did. And things got a little easier. And now we're, we get to a certain level. Of the same story. We're going to do it again. And, and, yeah. And I know he's going to resist it because he likes being in control of things. And I'm like. Well, here's what, here's what helps a little bit with that when you're delegating. Um, and my business coach was the one that said this and it's really stuck with me. When you delegate, don't hand it over to the cheapest person, right? Because then you're going to feel that, that, that sense of like that loss of control. You've lost the control. It's no longer going to be done the way that you want it done. When you delegate, you hire somebody who's either as good as you at that task or ideally better than you at that task. So then you're no longer, you know, letting go of control. You're taking things to the next level. That's a different feeling, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's hiring somebody smarter than you, which is a, yeah. a, a lot of the- Not smarter, not smarter than you. Smarter in a different way, because everybody exactly. is, yep. you know, we have our own intelligences and there's things oh, that, we are, that we are, we're more apt to do well in. Yeah, you know? it, we, we have, um, there's a few of the, the celebrity guys that are out there on LinkedIn, Instagram, stuff like that, that have, have said that if you're going to hire people, hire people smarter than you. And the reason is you're the leader, you're leading the charge. You don't want to lead without intelligence. Mm -hmm. Same thing as a military operation. You don't go running in without intel. Mm -hmm. So you find people that have the intel. You find people that have the intelligence that you don't have. Mm -hmm. You're smart. You know a lot of stuff. There's, a, there's elements that can sandbag you if you're not careful. So go find people that know that information. They can share that with you. And as Absolutely. a leader, take that charge forward. Make sure you give credit to those who are, who are behind you. Mm -hmm. it's, really, it's really because of them that the success is happening. Don't, take, don't, don't say you're the success. It's, it's the team, et cetera, et cetera. So you do the same thing in delegation, no matter what happens. That whole thing about someone as good as or better than you. Again, mm -hmm. they're not, it's not necessarily that they're intelligently smarter than you. But they're mm -hmm. certainly good at what they do in that specific need. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about, you know, these pounds that you carry around with you, right? Like that's a mental load. Oh, so let's, let's say that you're carrying around this mental load and your genius zone is something totally different than let's say marketing or advertising, mm -hmm. right? Let's mm -hmm. say your genius zone is in music. Like that is, you're a musician but you know that you're not going to get gigs if you don't market or advertise yourself. So you're over here trying to market and advertise yourself, but you're using all of your mental capacities to market and advertise because you don't understand how to do it. So you're, you're taking up so much space in that. And the second you hand that over, you free up that space. You, you take that load off of you and suddenly your genius zone can play and you can grow in ways that you never thought possible. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the ability to be freer mm -hmm. to be able to allow your, your passion or your gift to be shared more um, makes, makes good for two things. It makes good for the people that you serve and also makes good for your business. Absolutely. Uh, you it. Well, and there's, um, you know, another thing that somebody said to me, there's dreamers and there's doers, right? And every dreamer needs a doer and dreamers us dreamers, us ADHD people, <laughs> we love to play in the creative and dream, you know, but what are our dreams that they don't actually get accomplished? They're just, yeah. they're just used up space that aren't ever actualized, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every dreamer needs a doer. You have a dreamer out here that's coming up with these amazing ideas. And then we have somebody over here that's going, here's how we're going to execute these. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this away from you so that this can actually get done because a dreamer without a doer. You're just dreaming, you know, you're, you're not dreaming. actually doing anything from it. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's really happening. No one's getting any benefit. No one's being served. Yeah. Um, and then a doer um, without a dream is just over here doing stuff, you know, like, Hey, I, yeah. I have, I have a need. I have a want to do things, but I don't really know what to do. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just grinding the grind rather than actually do anything worthwhile. Yeah. Um, 
which is one of the, again one of the reasons why I have my business partner is he's such a specialist in, in the technical side of things that when I say hey yeah. huh you got your doer <laughs> I have my doer because when I ask I'm like hey how do we do this he's like oh we just use this this and this and I'm looking at him going how do you know all this stuff I love those people oh yeah, yeah. he's he's just he was, he's just so well integrated and, and knowledgeable in it that it's easy for me to just say, I need this. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 20 minutes to an hour later, take a look. Yep, that's exactly what I want. And I didn't even tell you about this part. He goes, well, wait, there's more. That's when I start sitting there going, all right, are you in my head? <laughs> so, yeah. Which is great. You want, you kind of want that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, instead of using all that energy to try to figure out how to make that happen, he freed that up for you. So you're free to come up with other amazing ideas that he's then going to figure out how to do too. And yeah, that, I, I can go yeah, back and con- I can go back and con- concentrate on business development while he con- concentrates on developing business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's magic right there. You know, yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, we're going to take one more quick uh, 30 second break. When we come back, she's mentioned it twice now in the podcast. There's an app coming out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and Find out what, what's what's the story, Morning Glory. All right, guys, back 30 seconds. Back here at Java Chat, we've been hanging out, like literally just drifting in the back corner like Bill and Ted did when they first met. Um, Sarah Dupre hanging out here. And, uh, we mentioned earlier she's an entrepreneur, and she's kind of mentioned it a couple of times that she's working on an app. Yes. I'm very interested to find out what this app is about. So give us the story and then tell us what it is. Well, it, right now it is still in the development stage, but you can um, sign up to get notifications as soon as this goes live. Um, what our vision and our goal is to help other entrepreneurs and small business owners utilize um, marketing through through imagery, you know, so teaching people how to take better pictures because having that that taking your imagery to the next level is really going to help to take your whole business to the next level. You know, your pictures are your virtual storefront at this point, you know, teaching people how to take better pictures, whether it's product or service-based and then teaching them also what to do with those pictures when they're done with them. Cool. And how to market with them as well. I I was going to say, I sense a slight uh, teaching on repurposing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. Good. Um, is this a solo project? Is this a joint project? How how did, how did, how did, I mean, this obviously came out of an idea. So how did that start? And then who else might be involved in this? Uh, my partner, Erin, who was my wedding, um, partner and mentor as well. She's my partner in this. Um, she again, went to art school and did all the things. And she was the one that helped me realize that I am also that professional and we just, love working together and we love, you know, chatting about. So when we go out to shoot, we see potential everywhere. It's so hard for us. Like when we're, we're working a wedding together or something, it's really hard for us to be like, this is where we're going to take the bride and groom for their pictures because literally everywhere is beautiful. Like you have, I mean, you could look at a trash can and if it's in good light, it could be an amazing place for this picture. Like it's really hard. So we have so much knowledge and and value and passion to share about photography and we just wanted a way to help others too because sometimes they're not ready they're not quite at the point where they're ready to delegate they're not ready to give up that control but they do have that desire to take their marketing to the next level but they they want to they want to hold on to that control still you know so this app is a great way to kind of step into taking your marketing to the next level without giving up that control just yet i sense a lead loss there (laughs) <laughs> I says a possible lead loser there, which is really intelligent. I, I like I like the concept. I'm always about how do we get them in the door, mm-hmm. uh, and how do we get them thinking about? Yep, that's a lot of work. We should probably hire this out <laughs> unless they find they're passionate about it, you know. And like Maybe this, that too. That'd be a, that'd be great. Most people that I've talked to, so and not only that, there there are people that genuinely can't utilize my service, but they really really want to. Um, a lot of people that I run into that have that problem are um, boutique owners. So if you have a clothing boutique, your clothing lives on that shelf for a very short period of time. They go and they buy short runs of clothing and they have like three to four of each style, you know, and 
once that's gone, it's gone. So if they were to invest in a photographer, by the time they get their pictures back, no matter how fast my turn time is, and they get a chance to post everything, those clo that clothes gone, like that, that article of clothing is gone. And then all they're getting is, oh, when can I come in and get that? Ah, sorry, it's gone now. So they genuinely have a need to know how to take better pictures for themselves and to know how to use them better. You know, there are people that fall into that. Um, influencers fall into that too, because oh, there's, yeah. Boy, do they. yeah, there's things on how to take better pictures of yourself, better self-portraits, not just selfies, but self-portraits, set up the tripod, get some great self-portraits because you're being paid to then market something. You want to be able to put your best foot forward for those clients so that you can then get hired over and over and over again. And you don't want to have to pay the photographer every single time you get hired for something that takes money out of your pocket. So if you can set up a studio in home and do that for yourself, that's a really great use. So my services aren't for everyone. And for the people that there aren't, I still have a passion to help them, you know? Well, that's, that's good that you're creating an app and a platform, essentially, mm -hmm. for people to learn from and to be able to at least increase some of their own skill sets. Mm -hmm. Till the point that they get to, you know, for the other businesses, they can and probably do need your services. Till the point where they look at it, they go, we need to step this up. We need to figure out a way to make this better. Who can we talk to? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think, did you mention the launch target date? Yeah, we're going mid-March, but, you know, as launches go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, al it's always about how well the developers do and if they can get at least most of the bugs out before the beta. I'm, I'm in the midst of that right now with another app. Um, so I get it. Yeah. But where can they, where can they sign up for the, for the, the notifications? Absolutely. You can go to exposure-app.com and sign up for that there. Um, yeah. So <laughs> app for people that aren't quite ready to, and, you know, going back to, you know, hiring the photographer, I think that finding the right photographer for you is a, is a totally different journey too. You know, like I'm not out here trying to say everybody should hire me. I'm not for everybody. I'm not going to travel. I have children. I homeschool one. So I'm not traveling. So I'm, I'm limited within Southern California. Um, I work mostly with moms because that's who I'm passionate about helping. Um, you know, if you're a large construction company, you're probably not for me. You know, so every, every, yeah, that, that journey is something that and guys, you can, you can find resources online to figure out who's the best photographer for you and what you should be looking for. Yeah. Everybody has the Google. So, yeah. you know, just go out and go, go use it. Um, but also remember that when you, when you do find the one that you can work with and that you get them for one round try to try to find other things because a photographer doesn't just do that one thing that you're looking for there's probably other projects that they can help with mm -hmm. you know you not everybody remembers this you know it's just like okay the project's done we're good and then somewhere down the line what's the name of that photographer again that we used last time mm -hmm. think of these things ahead of time so that you know who you have you know it's not just throw them in the rolodex and see see if we can find them later follow them on social watch mm -hmm. what they do See if they're still within alignment with what you're doing. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Comment on their on their content. You know, not not just the not just the simple. Hey, this looks great. You know, come up with something, guys. You're you're all intelligent entrepreneurs. When you're talking about a, a, a brand photographer, a brand strategist, essentially, is what she does um, using creative media. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's they're there to interact with you. You know. It's an open, it's, it's literally, when they post content, it's like, here's my living room. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Have a seat. Come chat. Pretty you much, know. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You'd be surprised at how much you can get out of small little conversations. Like, it's one of the reasons why I'm, I participate as I do on LinkedIn mm -hmm. is because the guy, well, with certain people, some don't respond. But for the most part, the ones that I, that I interact with, they do. Um, and some of them are very servant heart oriented. Yeah. And they'll, they'll literally dump on you. If you ask them the question, hey, I just saw this. I think this is wonderful. What do you think about this? They'll either answer it there or they'll reach out to you. Mm -hmm. Just have a conversation. Yeah. I'm not trying to pitch mm -hmm. you. I'm not trying to do anything with you. Um, 
very much cool exposure-app.com for the, uh, if somebody wanted to connect with you online, what would be the best place to find you where you're, where you're most active? Instagram? Probably Instagram. Yes. Um, at Sarah with an H D dot photos is my Instagram handle. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. Best way to find me. Come DM me. I'm always open to answer questions. If you're working on a shoot and you have questions about lighting, locations, branding, I'm always open to answer questions and I love brainstorming. So stop by and say hi. Absolutely. <laughs> you ever take that photo with the trash can? I want to see it. I have. I have taken you photos. You did? I want to see it. I want to see that photo. Open, yeah, I have. I, I, have. I, I can't imagine what that's got to look like. That's got to be amazing. You would be surprised what people do. Okay, so it depends on what <laughs> it depends on what you're, you would be surprised what people do to cover up dumpsters, right? Like uh, there's something pretty there, and it's like, oh, yeah, the trash can's right there. But also the dumpster itself. This is so weird. The dumpster itself is got that like um, urban kind of. Oh my gosh! Right? How did I know that's where that one's going? People want the urban like vibe where it's like, you know, the paint's kind of peeling off and like dripping and it's, it's a dumpster. It's what it is. Oh it's a side of the dumpster. <laughs> I want to see that photo, please. I really, I, I, if you can share it, I'll find some way to share it online too, because now it's, this is going into the podcast. I'm sure everybody else is going to want to see it too. Okay, now I gotta find the thing. I've been doing this for 13 years. I've been good here. <laughs> yeah, so guys, if you're watching this and you happen to see it, it's probably taken six months for the photo to get there. I'm just pre I'm just prepping that now, just in case you're early. Hang out, we'll get the photo. We'll find we'll it. I gotta, it I gotta go digging. It's it, it's it's all this good. Is, yeah, the digital version of dumpster diving. I take it, you know. Yeah, I would I would I would think that. <laughs> <laughs> literally diving three, for a three, three, three letters nft anyway um <laughs> oh don't, now we're gonna get started on that <laughs> next time we'll get started on that anyway uh, guys wanted to well first off sarah thanks again um this this has been a ton of fun i ran out of coffee early which is which is means it was a great conversation um, <laughs> yeah awesome i love your cup by the way that's really cool oh thank you um but no drama llama. <laughs> exactly. In my case, it's just, you know, my little owl with the Hogwarts. Oh, I love yours too. Yeah, Do you know what house you're in? Say again? Do you know what house you're in? Yeah. <laughs> not Slytherin. Um, I'm not a Slytherin. Um, and I'm not a Hufflepuff. It's one of the other two. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, it's, there's uh, nothing wrong with Hufflepuffs. That's all I'm saying. No, there's not a thing wrong with Hufflepuffs. In fact, they're actually wonderful. My uh, my business partner's actually a Hufflepuff. Yeah, <laughs> he actually found out. I have to know now. Are you a Ravenclaw? Maybe. <laughs> um, the the um, yeah, it's 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 been. This is the kind of fun we've been having, even on even on the breaks, guys. Just so you know, it's it's been a real vibing time, which is really great. I enjoy these. Um, it's another reason why I do this is because I get to vibe with great people like this. They get to bring their knowledge and their their golden nuggets, and we get to share them with you guys. So, um, thanks for making the time and taking the time and hanging out with us. Uh, we probably have another one of these coming up sometime in the near future because obviously when the app comes out, we definitely want you back. Yeah. Um, so we can go ahead and talk about that some more. Um, but if you're watching, there's a subscribe button down there. Make sure you hit that, hit the bell next to it. So you can see when we get more awesome guests like this. Uh, if you're listening on any of the platforms uh, for podcasts, make sure you download, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, please leave us a review. Like it, hate it, don't care. Anywhere in between, just drop a review. We appreciate it. Because one, tells us whether we're on track or not. Um, and at the same time, you may have suggestions for, yeah, right? <laughs> a little bit off track today, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, some, interestingly enough, some of the off track ones have got better reviews. Ah, there you because go. It's, because it's been a mixture of entertainment and education, like something. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, biggest one for me, guys, though, is it, you got it. You heard this. You got to know somebody that can get some value out of it. So send them the link. You know, sit on the podcast, say, hey, when you're driving home or when you're at your office, take a listen to this. This was pretty fun. Um, there was some cool content in this, or I thought there was some good gold, whatever. Send them the link. Sure. That really helps. Helps us, helps them. You know, we got some value out of it, hopefully. Um, above and beyond all, make sure you guys take care of each other. And this is 
this little blue globe that we live on, that's all we got. You know, Elon hasn't finished Mars yet. It's probably going to be a while before he does. Not to mention, he actually talks about living up there. Uh, yeah, he actually discusses in one of his interviews, it's probably not a great idea to live on Mars because it's right now still a hostile environment. Good chance you could die up there. Not really looking forward to that. Um, although I, I do know that he's designed, um, well, I don't know if it's him, it's probably his team, but they've already designed a new fine dining restaurant. What? Yeah, great food, no atmosphere. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure you stay healthy, stay, stay healthy and live. For myself, Coffee with Mike and Sarah Dufresne. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.